The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Laurel, thank you so much for joining us, sister. It's such a pleasure to have you on our podcast. And I know this is going to be a wonderful conversation. And I just want to start by saying my intention behind this podcast is for long-term regenerative health. And this will be the first podcast in over 400 in which we talk about language as one of the tools for long-term regenerative or sustainable health. And I'm thrilled to be able to explore this with you over the next hour. Thank you. I'm honored to play with you in this way. Um, I recently watched on Gaia TV, Greg Braden's piece on language and the matrix. So when you look at that, it's kind of the science, or it is the science behind what I've been saying for a very long time, and what the Bible has been saying for a, a much longer time, uh, which is that it all begins with the word. And we have been like fish swimming in an ocean of language, unaware that it is programming us. And we think we have uh, choice and free will. But as one friend of mine once said, we don't have ideas. Ideas have us. And we, I find, are, are, are the arms and legs and the voices of all these ideas that catch hold of us early on through the language 
And that's the area that I point out. But we now see people operating uh, on the basis of memes, of sound bites that fill them with ideas that they have only perhaps a partial understanding of and yet become highly vocal advocates of. So people are perpetrating the memes, the thought forms in the language that they hear, particularly if it comes with a jingle or an endorsement by someone who has somehow gained public trust, then it's like their allegiance is to that idea. And yet there's been so little reflection upon it and what it actually means to um, the future of their own life and that of the planet. So my awareness is that by, by playing with words since early childhood and finding the strangest bedfellows sharing the same sound, uh, one wonders what are they doing? In, in the same vibration, um, that they have got to have a subliminal impact on, about, on how we experience the world. And the word word is the basis of the world. And so my recognition is that as we become more aware of the ideas that are speaking through us, writing through us just in ordinary language and then come together collectively, creatively to play with words and to download new symbols, sounds, words, metaphors, and phrases, we can begin to evolve the English language, which is the leading software of the Western mind, so that it inspires us and empowers us with language that enables us to talk about leading edge ideas about the nature of reality, and that inspires us to act with kindness. So just to complete that little um, piece, the fact that the word earth and heart are the same word, different only in where, in where we place the letter H, to me is an indication that we're here to cultivate human kindness. And that is where ultimate fulfillment resides. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. You mentioned a, a, a couple of things in there that reminded me of a Tracy Chapman song. She wrote a, a beautiful song called A New Beginning, where she talks about creating a new language, using new symbols, using new signs. And for anybody that's listening that can speak other languages and understands other languages, is this, is it the same throughout all the different languages that human beings speak? Is, is there similarities in this or is English quite special? Well, what makes it special is it has every other language in it, or not every other, but many languages in it. So it's really a mongrel language with all these elements, and it has many more words than many other languages. But somewhere I have a quote, I don't know if it was from Jacques Lacan, who said, 
the difference between languages is a singular way of making puns. So the words that share the same sound um, reflect, in, in my view, either cultural consciousness or higher consciousness. I mean, there may be a third category, which is just um, oddity and irrelevancy, but that's how all puns were looked at until I started looking at them more closely. And there are others who have done so as well. I don't know if they've done so as exhaustively as I have, but possibly they have. But it led me to the conclusion that language is software and could be upgraded. And when I reached that conclusion, I then learned that Confucius, when asked what he would do first if given charge of the governance of a country, said the first thing he would do would be to correct the language. And he talked about all of the negative repercussions if what is said is not what is meant. And then what needs to get done remains undone. And if this remains undone, arts and morals deteriorate, justice goes astray, and people stand around in helpless confusion. And that's precisely, precisely where we are now in this Orwellian era. And Orwell himself said that politics corrupts language, and language once corrupted has corrupting real-world influence, but that we can start making a difference by focusing on the verbal end. So heal the word to heal the world. Yeah, it's, fasc it's a fascinating, enchanting time at the moment. And the just before we, we, we chatted, I told you how I was cancelled and what we're witnessing now throughout certain parts of the world is this this notion of suppression of speech right and did you know that this was coming or has it been has it been a long time coming has it been manifesting and why is it manifesting do you believe well um it certainly sounds like it has been a long time in the planning and that perhaps this moment at a time when humanity 2.0 has arrived in terms of the incredible capacity of the new beings arriving and the higher frequency energies that are coming onto the many people's estimation and intuition that there is this rising impulse for us to come together in a collective commonwealth where each of us is activating our highest potential. A word that's, that means that is entelechy, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y. People will hear about actualizing potential without actually knowing there's a word for it and for the drive that causes us to self-actualize. And as I see it, it's the same drive that causes the acorn to burst out of that very hard shell and the caterpillar to melt down in the chrysalis so that something completely new emerges. 
And as, as the story and perhaps the science goes, um, and in the beginning of that emergence process, there, um, there are, are imaginal cells that appear that the old system uh, endeavors to suppress like an immune reaction against it until they're overwhelmed. So I think we're seeing this impulse toward coming together as a superorganism of individuated, indivisible, actualized beings bringing through the gifts they incarnated to share in the world at this pivotal moment in the history of the species is being met with a lot of fear and suppression by the old order, like an immune reaction against it, who are perhaps seeking to take that impulse toward unity consciousness and turn it into the kind of unity of an ant colony where everyone is like a little robotized unit of the larger being uh, monitored by drones and under the command of a techno queen. So it feels like that, at least as I see it, and I think others do as well, that that is what's going on. And just as some seeds require forest fire to burst open, um, where that's what we're experiencing now. And many um, soul seeds are coming into a great ripening and there is great effort to suppress it because we are, what, 8 billion strong against a handful of frightened um, autocrats <laughs> who want to see if they can gain control of the whole entity um, known collectively as humanity. So I'm fascinated about the, I don't know whether the word solution is the correct, <laughs> correct word to use here, but um, perhaps the, what you would advise as a process to combat or to forge forward or to uh, that drive that you talk about. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that sound like to you at this particular point in time for the listeners or viewers and myself that are listening to this at this particular point in time? What does what look like specifically? The tools that you can guide us with from your particular set of expertise and experience and wisdom that you can share with us that can strengthen us or allow more beautiful. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. 
Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.